This is Current Gen Podcast, Episode 2, the show that's all about Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, and really anything else we think is important. We decide that's important for you to hear. Let's get going. Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! Boy, you are not ready. Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. All right, I am Tim. I'm here with Dan and Derek. Hey, boys. Hello. Hey, What's up, buddy. Pops? How's it going, Pops? Burrito. That's me. That's me. Uh, as you two can see, but no one else can, because we don't currently do a video version of this. Uh, I am in a new location in my house. I'm in the basement. So if my connection is weird, I think I'm farther away from our router and all that stuff. Anyway. You just... need a home network, Tim. You need to set up a whole home network. That's what you need to do. Hmm. We got to be more professional, guys. Yeah. Do we? I, go, I, I mean, I got to be honest. I go above and beyond. <laughs> And being professional, and you I feel like you two need to step. I'm sorry, I, oh, Derek. No. For the last five no. months, you've been with a blankie as we record. A blankie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you professional in, in life at all? Like just you as a person? Like, I mean, right now because I'm at a new job. I'm not talking I, about your job. I'm talking just talking about the the energy you put out just in the world. That's what I'm talking about. I'm I pretend <laughs> to be professional at my new job, but at my last one. I was like, I can't say what I was. I was yeah, don't, don't I do was, it. I was real bad. <laughs> don't go I down that road. <laughs> I could have been fired literally every 30 seconds. HR uh, could have been like, did you really just say that to her? Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Dan is here, and then Derek's the one you oh. heard talking about himself. So those he's are. An H- <laughs> he's an HR liability. <laughs> Derek's the HR liability. Dan's just. Still questioning why he jumped on this ship in the first place. Just bored. Oh, and, he's uh, like a happy little toddler. Come here. <laughs> I'm just bored. And I'm the and I'm the overly nerdy uh, runner of this thing because I get really excited. I'm like, ooh, a theme. Speaking of which, we're gonna get things started with one of my favorite new segments. Sold in 60 seconds. Derek, this one's on you, my friend. Derek, this is all on you. You know the rules. You've got 60 seconds to sell us and our current listeners on some sort of hot take. Could be about a game, about the industry. Could be positive, could be negative. I'll let you decide which direction to go. Dan, do you happen to have a timer nearby? If not, I can open one up. Yes. All right, so Dan's going to get a 60-second so Stop I get to tell going. Derek to shut the hell up when uh, you do. You know I'm not going to listen. She's so really like, stop. I think you I'm have to. Like... It's the rules. It's the rules. Well, for 60 seconds, I'm going to talk about myself. You so will literally explode. You will literally explode if you go past them. All right. Just get your stupid. <laughs> All right. All right. Ready? Dan, you give him the count in. Okay. Ready? One. Uh, go on three. One, two, and three. All right, folks, I'm going to come to you today and talk to you about Neo 2. And I'm going to talk to you about how Team Ninja does from software better than from software. Yeah, I said it. Here's why. They have completely nailed the combat. And, well, they already did it well in Neo, but Neo 2 is 
basically a replication with improvements. So they've nailed the combat, but they do something that I feel like From Software has stayed away from. I don't know why, but and that is that they've built in a loot system. So it's basically like playing, you're basically playing Bloodborne slash Dark Souls with Diablo slash Destiny. And then you also can throw them in, throw in Team Ninja's Ninja Gaiden uh, series. And you've got all those series squashed together and you get Neo. It is a must play. I don't care if you're not into hard, difficult, frustrating games. There are workarounds with this game that I'll talk about later when I talk about the actual game. But and is- you're done. Shut up. <laughs> Damn it. All right. And you're done. You're done. All right. So I'll give you my feedback first because I think Dan might be just as biased as you were last week. Uh <laughs> Excuse if me. I had if I had not played Neo yet, so I'm trying to be objective. I think you 100% sold me with what I think is a pretty bold statement, possibly true. I don't know. We'd have to dig into it. Of Ninja Theory is out from softwareing from software with this one. So that's an interesting. That's a pretty big statement to make. Just but you gonna correct you. It's Team Ninja, not Ninja Theory. Not Ninja Theory. Team Ninja. Thank you. Thank you. Ninja Theory is very different. Okay. So Team Ninja. And so you sold me on that. If for no other reason, I know how much you stink and love from software games. You play all the Dark <laughs> Souls. You play. You love the Bloodborne. So for you to say that, kind of, that's all you need to say to sell me on, hey, this is even better than most from software games. And it's a Souls-like. So you've got me sold. What about you, Dan? Yeah, no, of course. I played Neo 1, and even that, I was like, this is better than Dark, this, any of the Dark Souls games. So, And, I mean, I love dark fantasy and just fantasy in general. Yeah. But, again, like for me, like how I was trying to say last time, I think that the combat has gotten stale. Maybe it was unique and cool at first, but, I mean... Demon Souls, three Dark Souls games. So after four games, like it's like, come on, guys. Which is why Sekiro well, is great. But, it, you know. Let's not go too far off because Tim likes to keep us focused. But I think that's why they basically said Dark Souls three was their last Dark Souls. I think yeah. they were done. I think yeah, they yeah, were yeah. like, okay, there's only so much we can do to yeah. then not change this into Bloodborne. So I think they'll they'll carry on with like Sekiro and Bloodborne and stuff like that. And I think they're even trying to get away. I, don't they have like a game coming out this year for like a Lord of the Lord of the Rings like base? I think they're teaming El- up with Rings. Elden t- Rings. Is that the one yeah. they're teaming up with George Martin to do? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. George Railroad. So, but yeah. we don't know what it is, and I know George. I stopped like, writing like, Martin. Yes. Like Sekiro obviously is in that same genre, but they still made some major changes to it because I think they're just kind of over doing the same thing. But we'll right. talk about – I'm going to talk about Neo 2 Same. later, and I'll explain – I'll be able to explain why I say what I say. Yep. Like it. Uh, I think you did a good job. I'll give you victory on that one. Thanks, victory. Bro. Well done. I am a salesman. Well done. All right. There's a, a good number of headlines, but if, no other, if for no other reason than I know there's at least two major games that just released we want to spend some time on. Yeah. And there are a couple of headlines that we might decide is interesting enough to dive into. So I'm going to jump right into headlines. So 
I'll start off with some of our general ones. Of course, we all saw this coming. We all made our predictions last week. We were somewhat correct in that we knew changes were coming. We just all kind of thought, well, ho- maybe it'll on. still happen. Oh, go ahead. Oh. Hold on there. Hold on. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was 100% correct, and you guys Tim, were not. Tim, so. <laughs> Tim, you can let me interrupt you. Never let Daniel Fred. No, 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 no. Uh, no, I, I'm so sorry. Shut I'm 100% up, Daniel. Correct. I'm so sorry. You're right. Dan Hashtag is the only one who predicted that it would actually be canceled. Both Derek and I thought it would somehow push through uh, and, and happen. To be but... fair, this was before uh, – I'm just going to say this as an excuse – before uh, whatever this virus is, coronavirus, got really, really bad. It was a week ago. It was, it was pretty bad by then. It doesn't matter. No, shut up. My excuse is that it was before Tom Hanks got it. So yes. now I know how so, serious it is. I didn't I know Tom Hanks. Tim had a better it. argument there, and he's yeah. correct. Yeah, if I had known Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson, America's sweethearts were going to get oh, yeah. this virus, then I would have been like, of course, E3's, everything's canceled. NBA's canceled. Yeah. No March Madness. Pretty much every company is going to stop making money for the next month and a half. It's going to be great. I blame all the people that aren't taking it as seriously. Then coronavirus said, well, hold my beer. Let me infect those two sweethearts. And mm. here we are now. So, Dude, oh. I think they've infected way more. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I've been infected. It's just a lot of people aren't showing. But so. you're not Tom Hanks, so I mean. That's not the first time you've said that <laughs> sentence, is it? All right. Um, <laughs> I get them in bed, boo. <laughs> All right. So I did. There yeah, were some statements means. from the uh, ESA, uh, the folks who run and, and totally our own E3. They're the ones who actually dropped the ball we talked about last week with releasing names of attendees and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, they did say. They are still considering and trying to put together some sort of online experience. I don't know if that just simply means they want to host all the digital stuff that every company is saying they're going to have. <laughs> if they want to have some kind of branding around it, I don't know what that looks like. Are they going to try to hire some kind of digital host to get on there and MC? I don't know what that's going to look like. Well, it's um, not I think, Haley, so. I think they should stay away and just let this year go by, let yeah. people do what they're going to do, and then they yeah, should just yeah. – they should re just recircle the wagons next year and see if they can they recreate should assassin this. Assassin create it. Yeah, give Take it the a extra year. year. Off, I mean, reboot it, change it. The tricky yeah, thing man. though is if yeah. they're not, I don't know how it all works with all the cancellations. Like, do they keep some money? Do they keep all the money of all the publishers that were going? Like, because if they have no money, not enough money to then do next year, then E3 is dead. Like, that's yeah. it. E3's done. Well, so. I think, and that's why you saw Nintendo and all them, even Sony starting to back out of this this stuff. Yeah, this a is pre-corona. Funded, this was a lot of it's funded by the actual, like, Microsoft pays for their time there. They're funding all that stuff. The only mm-hmm. thing that is up front is, you know, running the whole center. But again, they already have it planned out who's going to be there and who pays what. Yeah. Yep. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to do something, what it seems like GameStop's trying to do, and that is create an experience where you can come in and play games and try things out, like much more of a try-it-out friendly environment. And I wouldn't be surprised if they have a bunch of locations around the country that are just a smaller scale, and they allow publishers to set up demo stations there. And uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's more of an approach like that and encouraging developers and publishers to... Make announcements during that too, but I could be wrong. Before we move on to the next headline, uh, I want to ask you guys: Where do y'all stand on not E3, but just like, well, I guess E3 is considered the biggest one, right? There's all these shows and stuff like that. I think Gamescon's technically bigger, but well, that's the most known. I'm talking about yeah, Yeah. media wise. I think it's considered the most important one, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where you make your huge announcements, right? So what I was going to ask you guys is. 
are what's your feelings on this? Not that it's been canceled this year, but I'm talking like in the future. Do you like E3 type things, or do you prefer like Sony doing Sony and Xbox maybe doing what Nintendo does, and that's every 30 days they release this online 30 to 40 minute. Hey, this is what we're doing. This is what we're working on, and they keep updating it. Do you want that, or do you want this Hmm. traditional like? No, we need to keep these big game shows where we just we announce six months worth of stuff like in this one show. What do you think, Dan? It's weird because I it's specifically with Nintendo, I'm like, I'm actually fine with Nintendo doing directs. But for some reason with like Sony, I I very much prefer the the live presentation. I don't know why. I, I think maybe it's just sort of like I'm you know, kind of feeling amped and then I feel you like know, Nintendo like never when they did it good though. Again, like something like God of War, like a moment like God of War from twenty eighteen's God of yeah. War, like that was amazing. And the, and the crowd response too way. gave me chills. Like yeah. the crowd was like, going crazy. The yeah. venue looked really cool, like as a yeah. really fancy theater, and then there was the the weird music that they kinda opened up with and then yeah. they just showed the game and it was like you can't you can't replicate that with just like a, a direct. You can't. So, Agreed. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, not that I would be like, oh, it's a bummer that Sony's showing us new stuff, but, you know, yeah. I just well, like yeah, the vibes. we would all get used to it, but I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, with yeah. Dan. Like, I actually get it. E3 is our, our adult Christmas. Like, no, we're not getting gifts, like, as far as we're not opening up a gift under a tree or anything. But, like, there's this hype and anticipation that I had as a child yeah. coming up to Christmas Day. That's how I was with E3. I was just like, yeah. what are they going to announce? Like, who's going to have the best show? Everybody's talking. You've got all these adults and these, all these big gaming groups just talking like, hey, here's my opinion. This is what I'm excited about. This is what I'm not excited about. A lot of arguing, a lot of like that was what was exciting. And you yeah. lose that when you you take away it being focused on one major event and you just go. And again, I'm not saying this is what they're going to do, but it probably is. And you go, you know what? Let's just spread our announcements out. Let's not spend all this, invest all this money to, to meet once a year. Let's just do our own things. All Sony do what Sony wants to do. Microsoft do what Microsoft, Nintendo, and just announce it your way. And I, I or think... pick a different conference to do those things. There's that option too. There's lots of other conventions out there. Your PAXs and your Gamescoms and things like that. So there's other places to do this if they decide. But to. if they're gonna do that, why would you kill E3 off? So if you decide, well, I'm just going to start making big announcements on Gamescom because it's not getting canceled. But like for me, I think it's because of the attendance. There's people. There's people there. That's probably why E3 doesn't have the attendance. I don't know. I don't know if that's well, it could be way off. But here's my my answer to your question, though, is that, yeah, I want my adult Christmas in June. I love that. I loved E3 week. It's my favorite. And I love looking when when each thing starts. I even tell my wife ahead of time, hey, there's going to be probably like a two hour window where i'm gonna need to nerd out with my <laughs> yep. headphones in staring at my computer screen or whatever Leave um, I, I i love watching those conferences and kind of jotting down my thoughts on it because i know we're going to talk about it on the podcast that's been some of my favorite moments and so I, I do get excited for nintendo directs i have yet and here's why dan i agree with you about sony honestly it's because nintendo was worse at the live shows mm-hmm. than they are at directs yeah. their live shows had some good moments if you look back but more often than not they were just they were uh there's always filler so much filler and it was always awkward i never loved it we music um, but Anybody? their directs are high quality they get to the point and they're actually kind of even when they kind of goof around a little bit they're charming even though they're cheesy sony's state of play suck they have not done a good job with those all they've done is kind of rip off what nintendo direct does 
and they use blue instead of red and they're not they don't have any character to them it's just kind of this bland announcer saying coming up next and it's they've never been great so sony yeah. needs to either up their game on what their digital presentations are um or they need to go back to the live because you're right i think sony uh and microsoft for the most part have some pretty interesting stuff to do on the live stages although there are plenty of cringe moments too your ridge racers and whatnot so those happen ridge racer those happen as well. Um, all right. Well, last year, one of the big moments, of course, was someone like Keanu Reeves coming out on the stage. So we're not going to have moments like that this year. I am still hoping, though, for at least during the month of June. Maybe it won't all be back to back to back in the same week. Maybe. But at least during the month of June, I'm hoping to see a major Nintendo Direct and a Sony State of Play and the Xbox conference, whatever they're going to call that, the Xbox experience or whatever they're going to say. Um, so I'm looking forward to those things. And um Part of last year's that was awesome was Keanu Reeves with CD Projekt Red, and I just saw recently that CDPR has said their next game is going to be really kicking into high gear as soon as Cyberpunk releases, and they have confirmed right now they're thinking it's going to be another Witcher game, although not necessarily Witcher 4, mm. and um, they've said that before, like this is the last game with, with Geralt as the lead. Oh. So they'll probably either expand that universe, let you use totally new characters and new realms. I'd be down with that. You know, let me stay in that same kind of fantasy universe, but it's give me new characters. It's to do, and... though, like Mass Effect. It is. Like, I know people like to talk about how Andromeda was broken and blah, blah, blah. But I really still think a lot of the the harshness was nobody gave the new cast and new story a chance. Like, I mm. think they were all hung up on, like, yeah. Shepard's not back and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Yeah. So I think you, the reason I bring that up is not to talk about Andromeda again. I think you'll deal – I personally would be excited about a Witcher game without Geralt. Like whether it be Siri or if yeah. you if you, if you you just want to bring in a new character, but he knows all – or he or she because we PC now. Um, <laughs> but they know all the, yes, the you previous, definitely are. Characters, <laughs> previous <laughs> characters and all that. I think that would be great. I personally would be okay with it. I'm just saying, Witcher, man, it's tied to Geralt, and that that's a tough thing. To yeah, I don't necessarily want them to do that, but I'm not going to be disappointed if they do. I totally trust them to deliver high quality. And, you know, it's probably five years away or whatever, right? It'll be at the end uh, of the next-gen oh, life least, cycle. Yeah. That was what I was going to say. But, like, But it's cool that they're so going to do big. it. Why I, are they like this? Why but the thing they... is, like, The Witcher 3 has remained relevant for... We're coming up on five years since that game came out. So they can stand to do this because the games they make are so massive and they so good. Wouldn't you... And I, I get it. And GTA's the same way, by the way. They could easily say, well, Rockstar's like this. But yeah. my thing is, is why not expand your... They make so much money. Like, CDPR has so much money. Why not start hiring on a little bit more and start The Witcher now with like a smaller group while you're finishing up Cyberpunk and then yeah. put your whole staff on it? That's what I wish. I'd they love would. that. So it only take two or three years. They've been working on it for five years, but it's only two or three years after Cyberpunk comes out. And so you on. want them to be more like Activision? I get you. Yes. I guess so. An evil, terrible company. <laughs> so every every time no, I would love that too because I want games faster. But on the other hand, I do like, I like that they space. deliver. Yeah, I'm totally cool with like two yeah. to three years. I don't like five to six years. That yeah, goes. I'm with you. And maybe it'll speed up. Who knows? Um, but anyway, apparently it was also said that it's possible the next game would be a follow-up to Cyberpunk. I think a lot of it depends on the audience and critical reaction and how the game ends up. If it's a really a hit and it's kind of the next big thing, then they're 
probably going to redirect whatever they were thinking, like kind of floating around ideas about the next Witcher game, and they'll probably redirect it right back into a cyberpunk sequel. But who knows? Who knows what will happen? But um, lastly, on the general, before we jump into Sony, um, Call of Duty Warzone is their free-to-play Battle Royale mode that launched this past week. There, and who knows? This could be like a big wave, and it's going to go away. But they're already over... 15 million players in the first 24 hours they had over 6 million players which was which blew other games out of the water like apex legends and fortnite those weren't even close as they got launching of course they all hit bigger waves later it's totally fine and call of duty this could be a flash in the pan but all that to say it seems like people are really liking it and there was a lot of interest in it when it came out obviously they've got they've got this game uh in a lot of homes already so having a free-to-play version battle royale it's pretty smart well, I think also I so many people are yet. still playing the multiplayer because this particular Call of Duty even grabbed my attention, and I'm just yep. I'm not a person who plays Call of Duty really. Yep. So obviously it's, a new mode, cool. Yep. Let me try it. Yeah. Yep, it's called Warzone. It is set in the Modern Warfare universe, although you don't have to have played. I don't I don't think you even have to own the other game. I think it's totally free to play for everybody. I think I could be mm-hmm. wrong on that. Interesting. Um, all right, let's talk about Sony a little bit. Dan, sure. walk us through what's happening with Sony. I love PlayStation. Let's see. Hmm. I love the Playstations. All right, so. <laughs> I love the, Crash Bandicoot. I love the, yeah, for Gaston. Just yeah. for Gaston. We love Bandicoot. There we go. Yeah. There's, the, there's the plug. So the main thing is actually a rumor, but it's an interesting rumor. So that's what we'll discuss. Uh, the rumor is PlayStation is rebooting the Silent Hill series. <gasps> Gasp. As um, in, okay, so as in buying it from Konami well, so with the notes that I have, that doesn't seem to be the case. It seems like they're trying to sort of work alongside them. Basically, there was two sources. Um, so Sony Interactive Entertainment are rumored to be in talks with Konami to reboot the Silent Hill series oh. for PlayStation. So maybe 5. they would maybe they would publish it, or, kind of like Nintendo with Platinum, right, with the Bayonetta series. Maybe something like that, where yeah. they publish it with exclusivity or something. Um, Re, uh, rely on horror which i think is like a website or some sort of news publication i've never heard of them um reports that two of their sources have provided them with uh the following information so i jotted down um info from both sources um this is where i butcher some japanese names yes uh, masha masahiro ito which is the designer of the series uh kichiro toyama which is the director and writer of the series and akira yamo yamoka which is the, he's the composer, are working on a soft reboot of the series. Okay. Uh, the, the game will be developed with Sony Interactive Entertainment Japan Studio, so that's pretty interesting. That's a pretty talented studio. Hmm. Um, game has been in development for over a year, and game will use the PlayStation 5 VR tech. So, Ooh, a Silent Hill with some VR stuff. Yeah, that would be terrifying. I wonder uh, if that little last statement, though, means this is going to be a VR game. I do wonder that. Well, I mean... Um, Resident Evil 7 had VR right. stuff. But so. there was an awesome standard game experience there, right. too. Exactly. So I, this, that, that last statement just makes me wonder if that's why they're teaming up together is because they're going to publish a VR only. Anyway, yeah, we'll VR see. VR only, that would be terrible. But We'll, um, see. we'll see what they do. But the okay, second cool. source, well, so the second source kind of crosses with some of that information. So they mentioned the um, designer again working on the new Silent Hill game. Um, Sony, so the, these last couple of bullet points is what makes me pretty skeptical sony Mm. is working on patching up the relationship between hideo kojima and konami okay well so that makes me skeptical (laughs) fantasy Um, 
And then the game will be narrative driven so that Kojima will have full creative freedom. It's like, I mean, I get that Kojima is super into narrative games, but why would it? I don't get the correlation. Wait, so Kojima's involved with this game, supposedly? Well, that's what that's what the second source is saying. So that's oh. what's making me skeptical. Weird. Because okay. I mean, why? So Sony's like, hey, Kojima, hey, Konami, like you guys should like bury the hatchet. Which, I thought I mean, the bury the hatchet was just so Kojima wouldn't be upset that they want they want to partner with Konami. No, that's interesting. Per the second source, they're saying Kojima okay. is involved because there yeah. were there were some rumors right before actually this popped up that was mentioning specifically Kojima Productions being involved in the reboot. I gotcha. So yeah, okay. but I mean. You know, it sounds interesting. Um, Silent Hills looked like it was going to have potential before that whole thing happened. So yeah. if it does, that would be really cool. Okay. Yeah. Exclusive horror game for PlayStation 5. That's pretty cool. Derek, do you want Silent Hill coming back? Uh, I mean, I'm not against it, but I'm not a fan. Like, I, I thought the first one was interesting for, like, the first few hours, and I was like, nope. Hmm. So okay. you weren't a fan of the... Uh, um, the hell is it called? I didn't play any of the other PT? Ones. No. PT, PT turned yeah. in. Was PT from Konami? He's dumb. Yeah, yeah. PT the was the whole reason demo. I like Resident Evil is put a gun in my hand and shoot things. You're a violent man. <laughs> <laughs> you know Silent Hill has guns, right? Yeah, I just didn't care. Okay. Also has a lot of fog. So There is a lot of fog. Can't, can't wait to see, see that it. fog in 8K. It's going to be great. Yeah, he can't see. <laughs> Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. I mean, again, those last two bullet points from the second source to me makes me, makes it seem like definitely not happening. Yeah. Um, cause I just don't see Konami. That sounds like, like fan fiction there at the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's somebody trying to piece crap together. Um, mm -hmm. but we'll see. I mean, if it does happen, it, that it's like awful. when you get the fake, uh, direct notes, here's the Nintendo direct notes and here's all the games are going to announce. And that, once you start getting through it, you're like, okay, this is someone's absolute perfect yeah. scenario here's Never the mind. leaked uh smash brothers roster you know or well in that case they were right because everyone's in there but anyway yeah um and then the second thing is a pc version of the open world rpg horizon zero dawn will launch that's this all, summer that's all that's all that matters to me so oh and then i added there some people are cranky <laughs> wait right, who's, who's cranky? cranky uh apparently people on you know just the Ponies. internet just oh, people on the internet. Oh, people who want it to stay a, a complete yeah. exclusive. Yeah, I saw like it's some... still console exclusive. Who cares? But I saw I, I I don't know. I saw a video of somebody had like smashed their PlayStation. It's like all right, people, for God's sakes. That is so dumb, dude. This game is three years old, and it's still a console exclusive. I think the only people who will be buying it on PC are either number one, they've already played it because they have a PS4 and they've already played it and they bought it, mm. or they don't have a PS4, will never buy a PS4, and this is the only way they'll ever play it. There's not, in my opinion, there's not a lot of people who don't fall into those categories. So, I just, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal, like, as far as, like, it going, you know, being added to the PC to be able Dude, to this play This game's like, going to look amazing on a high-end oh, PC. Oh, yeah. That's why I want it. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh, it's going to be so pretty. Probably going to run high ultra settings. And native 4K on mine. Oh, that's going to look so pretty. All right, we need to go to Florida just to see this thing, because that... that looks amazing uh, we can't travel though never mind no, no travel you're banned <laughs> no travel for you all right anything but, uh, else yeah. from sony or is that all that you got going on right now so that's that's what i got okay that's what i got nice no no delays on the big ones for the spring yet right we're still good on last of us and ghost of tushima for now yes okay. all right good for now 
Good, good, good. All right, that's good to hear. So for Nintendo, it's very, very quiet. Only really one thing happened uh, this past week. There was a teaser tweet came out from Nintendo, and then Lego, the official Lego Twitter account, retweeted it, and it was basically like, hey, it's time for Mario and Lego to team up. And I was thinking, sweet, we're finally getting a new game announcement, and it sounds like it could be a really fun Lego Mario, some kind of Lego game, just like they've made before, but now it's all the Mario characters. Totally makes sense. I think that world is ripe for it. It would be great. It could be really fun and funny. And then, nope, it's, it's not that. It's just a bunch of weird toys. Um, <laughs> bah, so, bah, bah, bah. Wow. Right, I shouldn't say it's weird toys. It's actually kind of interesting, but it is just physical toys. There's no video game involved. But the idea is that you create this Mario character. There's a Lego Mario character, and he's got a little screen on his chest, so you can kind of see like little reactions to what's happening as you, you build a course with Legos with pipes and bricks and enemies and all that stuff. And as you move him through the actual course that you've built, like you actually physically move him through it and the little screen on the chest will react to different things like coins and all that kind of stuff. So it's, listen, it's creative. It's very Nintendo like to do. They did Labo. They're going to do something like this. It sounds more like this is a Lego thing and they gave Lego the rights to do something like this. So that to me is like, all right, there's nothing to get upset about if you don't like Legos Why and you don't like kids. Why not just make a who cares? Minecraft type game? Lego already has like a Minecraft type game. Yeah. I don't think it did very well. Why Lego not? Lego Worlds, was it? Yeah. yeah. Why not just throw Nintendo in there? That'd that be so cool. Be yeah, that'd be cool. But nobody, no video game, no video game to speak of here. That's actually the only other thing about Nintendo is that I think they are being surprisingly radio silent. The only things they're really talking about are. Animal Crossing drops next week, which is exciting for a lot of people. I totally get it. After that, outside of a few re-releases, like Wonderful 101, things like that that aren't Nintendo games, um, and maybe a few ports here and there, some stuff that's been announced, like Trials of Mana is coming, or this game Rogue Company, which we don't know a ton about. There's a few games that have been announced that aren't really major Nintendo games. We haven't heard anything. We don't know any other release dates, really, for, for marquee Nintendo games after March 20th. So... I still think it's a little bizarre. Uh, I'm I think holding it's pretty out normal. I'm holding out hope. I mean, they're just pushing right up against the. It's like they've they've filled the bucket to this amount, and now we're about to it's we're almost empty. So yeah. what's next? Is there something next? So anyway, I'm holding out hope that a direct is going to surprise us in the next week or two. We'll see if that happens. But that's it for Nintendo. Uh, Derek, anything happening in the Microsoft world that's worth knowing about? Uh, not honestly, not much. I looked online and saw. Um, well, I would say the main things that we could talk about, we're going to talk about in our now I'm playing, but I'll, I'll say it, uh, Ori and the Blind, not Ori and the Blind Force, Ori and the Wisps, Willow and the Wisps, Will the Wisps. I don't know. Yeah, Will of the Wisps. Yes. Will <laughs> of the Wisps. It launched, um, uh, it is on Game Pass, uh, like all, of, uh, Microsoft's or Xbox's exclusive. Um, so that came out. I just saw also, uh, uh, MMO Bless Unleashed by Namco Bandai just launched this weekend on on Xbox as well. It's free to play. Looks kind of cool, although I I was doing some research and it's got some. I I saw Steam has like five out of ten reviews, so it doesn't sound like it's being loved by uh, at least Steam players. But that's launching, and then um, the other thing is, uh, and of course I forgot the name of it. Uh, the last beta for Ninja Theory's game, I'm forgetting. The beat oh, the Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Edge is, is launching. That is another Game Pass game that comes out in March. So it will be at a release in a couple weeks um, yeah. for free on Game Pass. I played the last beta. It was 
decent. I was actually kind of excited for it when they announced it. I thought it looked cool. I don't know if I'll play it, though. I'm still... I don't think it was that fun. I tried it very briefly during kind of a, a little bit of our hiatus when we didn't okay, record. but I was like, uh... The art style is cool, and the characters gun. are very creative. It's very like, well, hey, Borderlands just... had a baby, and it this is some alpha, crazy... Right? Not the beta, maybe, it was the alpha. Maybe, maybe it was the alpha. I just yeah, remember with... trying it when it was available briefly and yeah. being like, it's okay. Yeah, yeah I but... think it'll... Probably It'll be free, so I'll try it. Decent game, but but yeah, not not much. Uh, no console talk, nothing like that. But like Game Pass is still bringing games in, kicking games out there. Notable ones that they brought in: NBA 2K20, Ori, like I said, and then everybody wants to play Train Sim World 20. <laughs> yeah, that's the only so, one I care about. That's a sim about like running trains, right? I think yes. so. Looks like Thomas the Tank Engine, but all grown up with none of the fun oh faces. God. I just so. made a <laughs> sexual joke. terrifying thing. And nobody even got it, you old man. Say it again. I said that's a sim on running trains, right? And I That's smiled. what she said. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. Oh, good one. <laughs> Listen, you got your laughs. Keep it moving. Let's go. I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, well. Whatever. I'm sorry. Right, that's it. That's it. That's Xbox. Yeah, it's all, it's relatively quiet on the home front for really all these companies. So well, basically, everyone's kind of quiet, like hunkering but, down. But. but games are starting to launch, and I think that's what we need to focus on is now playing because that's what that's where the meat of the conversation is going to be at. Well, I can't wait to talk about that. Before we get there, though, it's time to what are we going to play here? Dan's got a game for us. Let's I call it game. Current Gen Battle Square. So, it took uh, some inspiration from Final Fantasy VII. There is a mini game. Uh, it's called the Battle Square. It's in the Gold Saucer, which is sort of like the amusement park in the game. That's like okay. in the middle of a desert in this weird like tower that comes out. Um, it looked. I actually can't wait to see what it looks like in the uh, second part of the remake. But um, so it's a mini game where you go in, you basically choose which character you want to use you battle monsters and each round there's basically um like a some sort of um like either you lose half of your hp or or you have a status ailment or something happens as you yeah. progress some each kind level. of handicap that kicks in exactly yeah. and you accumulate points so the further you get along you get more points so this Dana's is a work in progress Yes, there you go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so you guys, are, I'm kind of trying to figure out where, like, with the, it's a trivia game. You guys get points for every question you get right. And then maybe, like, in the future, we can, like, do something with that. Work in progress, but basically so this is, is a trivia this, game. is this one going to be just a preseason quiz, and then next week we'll go into actual scoring and stuff? This is sure. our trial. Yes, right. there you go. So, trivia game, Final Fantasy. Can you laugh trivia. at my train joke, though? Can we go back to it? Can you just laugh at that real quick? Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and re record that section. Do you want to say the joke for a third ha. time? <laughs> Tim, can you insert just like some really nonchalant like laughter? In no, there? I've like... actually got a crowd laugh track we'll put in there. Ah. We're recording in a, in a live studio audience. <laughs> uh, all right. So, is that a sum about running trains? Oh, God. <laughs> And that's the laugh track. Right. They'll go right there. Don't worry. I got a laugh track for that. I'll put one All right, in there. let's go. Okay. Let's go. So, so how, how are we? Wait, how are we answering? Are we just shouting out answers. What are we doing? 
So I'll it's so it's gonna be I guess take well mostly multiple choice, but there's a true and false one. Yeah, we'll take turns. So because it. it's not it's not gonna be like you guys one's right, one's wrong. I'm trying yeah. to do this as like a point system. So yeah, let's do it. Well, I guess you can be right or wrong, but all right. So question one in Final Fantasy Blank, the main character is known to use a gun blade as his main weapon. Is that A Final Fantasy VI, B Final Fantasy VIII, or C Final Fantasy X? B. Derek. B. Okay. Why don't we just have it where ten? That is correct. For me? <laughs> I'm gonna have Derek go first from now on. I just realized that was dumb. <laughs> right, because you played more than he has. Yeah. That is correct. All right. What was B anyways? What was the Final, Final Fantasy VIII? God sakes. All right, uh, dude, on. it's right so, in the opening cinematic where he's got he uses the gun blade. Um, uh, Derek, what's uh the main character's name in Final Fantasy VIII? Seahawk. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> All right. So. I'll laugh at that one. That was funny. <laughs> there you go. Question two. <laughs> True or false? Yuffie and Vincent are optional characters in Final Fantasy VII. Derek? True. Tim? You say they're optional characters? Yes. Are they optional characters? False. It is true. Ah, for some reason, yeah. I thought Yuffie was required. All right. Uh, All right. Now, both of them, you actually can finish the game and not get them into your party. I knew Vincent was optional, which is yeah. crazy because he's awesome. But I, for some reason, I thought Yuffie was not. Yeah. All right. Question number three. What is the default alias that Princess Garnet goes by in Final Fantasy IX? Is that A, Lockhart, B, Siren, or C, Dagger? Derek? Shut up. <laughs> I like how he says shut up for me saying Derek. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, you got to just go. pick one. Just say A, B, or C. Dagger. Okay, Tim? It is Dagger. I'm so annoyed he got that right. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> All right, good job, Derek. You guessed correctly. All right, question four. When was Final Fantasy I released in the U.S.? Is that A, 1987, B, 1989, or C, 1990? 1990. 1990. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, 87 was actually the Japanese release year. Fun fact. Nobody asked for the bonus info. <laughs> uh, question five. <laughs> what well-known Final Fantasy optional boss was just reimagined for an event in Final Fantasy fourteen? Was that A, Ruby Weapon, B, Gilgamesh, or C, Marlboro King? A. Yeah, it's A, Ruby Weapon. All right. That's correct. Because he looked all, like, roided up. <laughs> yeah, he looks super cool. <laughs> all right, question six. This Final Fantasy introduced many elements that would later become staples of the Final Fantasy franchise, including Chocobos and the recurring character Sid. Is that A, Final Fantasy II, B, Final Fantasy IV, or C, Final Fantasy V? Five. Four. You are both wrong. It is Final Fantasy 2. That was the two first one. 2 had Sid? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. First time they had Chocobos and Sid. I never I never played 2. Yeah. yeah. Not many people probably have. Mm. And then the last question, because 7 questions, and I chose 7 because Final Fantasy 7. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Other Final thanks. Final. thanks. <laughs> God, you're like John Martin. Thanks for solving that. 
<laughs> Can I, hey, by the way, for all of you who are listening to this, so if you're listening to this right now and you're, let's say you're driving or you're at work and you're, or you're sitting at home, since we're all stuck at home, I guess these days, uh, and you're listening to this, just know that Derek is sitting there with his arms crossed. He looks incredibly bored and or annoyed <laughs> that we have to play a game of any kind. Because all he, all he wants to do is either A, make a zoom in on his toes and or legs as he kicks his feet yeah, up. We're looking at his toes, by the way, guys. Right in front of the camera. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Or B, he just wants to talk about well, we're going to get to that game. He just wants to talk about Souls-like games. So he's <laughs> he's a little annoyed that we have to play a game right now. You're all missing right, well, out. On well, vision. one more question, Derek, and then you're okay. All right, then you're safe. Well, we're going to have to redesign this because I'm fine with like a Final Fantasy game, but like I'm not like it's not going to be fun because yeah, I'm guessing good, but I'm not going to know most of them. Well, then maybe you should know more about Final Fantasy. Shut up. Saying. <laughs> question seven: Gilgamesh is a recurring character in the Final Fantasy series. In most, if not all, appearances, he is looking for a certain legendary sword. What is that sword? Is that a save the queen? B, Excalibur, or C, Ultima Blade slash Weapon, because some version, depending on the version there. Ultima. Ultima Blade or Weapon. Which one? Okay. Tim? Uh, B. B is correct. He is looking for Excalibur. No. Ultimate. Fun fact, Derek. <laughs> says no. Fun fact, Derek, that he always finds the poor version of it. It's called Excalibur. Because it's oh it's the crappier version of the Excalibur. Now I know why you like Final Fantasy. They have terrible jokes. You didn't laugh at my train joke, but you like a joke like that. Tim, uh, not Tim. Derek, fun fact: there is a summon in Final Fantasy VIII called Doom Train. So there you go. There is. Yes. The so Doom train. train. There you go. Ronin and train, that is bros. that is the current gen Battle Square game. There it is. There hey, uh, yeah. so what's the score? We got five to five or something like that. I actually didn't keep track. That was pretty Because that was that was just the. I yeah. only missed two, so that was work in progress. And I, I missed I, I missed two as well. It was just work not until the very end that we tied. Nice. All right, thanks Dan for putting that together. Appreciate it. Nice. All right, let's dive into stuff we are playing now. Derek, let's start with you because I want to make sure we get a chance to, especially about Neo Two, and yeah. about Ori, and if there's anything else that we're playing. But um, why don't you take us through stuff you're playing and and uh, what are your thoughts so far on those two well, specifically? Yeah, because you're trying to avoid the third one, the one that you can read, the greatest one of all, Dragon Age Inquisition. I'm just trying to get us to not talk about that game every episode. Like it went we from will. like, oh, this is funny, to now like, wait. this is legitimately annoying to talk about a six-year-old game every wait. week. Derek, you finished the best. Derek, you finished the best Star Wars property-related thing. Oh my god! Dragon Age what is, like Tim, Tim posted in our group. He was like. 2020 is finally kicking off, blah, blah, blah. And I just post Dragon Age memes. All right. So, yeah, I do want to talk about Dragon Age real quick. And that is. Oh, my gosh. For real? Yeah, I am. So, I didn't put it up there for a joke, bro. I put, I finished Dragon Age. Could have been. All right. No. Well, yeah, I could have. Does that mean, hang on, before you go into it, does that mean that you're done talking about it after this week? And if I play the DLC... Oh, yeah. no! There's DLC! <laughs> yeah. But for right now, yes. All right, so uh, the only thing I'm going to say about it is everybody knows how much I love the game. I did finish it. I finished my second playthrough. I was, like, going crazy doing all the missions that I could do. I finally I kind of budgeted my time and was like, all right, you got Ori and, and Neo coming out. You got you to gotta be done with this game, because once I start those, I will stop playing it. So I mainline the uh, story, 
and finished it off. Love the entire experience. The game is actually, and I'm I'm not just saying this to be annoying to Tim. It's way better than I even remember it. Like I'm like, man, I remember liking it, but I actually am in love with this game. I moved it all the way up to my number two spot for this gen. I've got The Witcher Three ahead of it, but honestly, it's pretty close. The only reason I would put The Witcher Three ahead of Dragon Age is I like playing The Witcher Three, the combat more. Other than that, I actually like the characters, the world, and all that of Dragon Age way better. Um, then the other two things is Ori and Neo 2. I know Tim's playing those too, but I'll give you some... I, I played a lot. Like I'm over 10 hours into Ori, and i got to tell you, I'm kind of stuck right now, and I'm pissed off at the game. So it's not a really good time for me to talk about it because everything about it before I got to this point was, I love this game, I love this game, I love everybody's got to play it. And now I'm stuck in an area where I'm like, I have no idea. I even watched a video of a guy doing the maneuver, and I'm like, I don't know why he was able to do it, and my game won't let me do it. And I'm not going to say it's a, a bug or anything. I just can't do it. I tried it for an hour straight, and I was yelling, and I bruised my hand because I, <laughs> I punched something. So I was like, You're you know what? I, I got to get it. Here's the funny thing. So I'm getting mad at Ori. And Ori should have been, by the way, if you look at the art styles of these two games, Ori should be the calm and sweet one. Yeah. But it it's actually pissing me off more than Neo 2. Now, when I say pissing me off, I'm talking about the end of the game. I'm at the end of the game. Before that, the only frustration I had was what I posted a day or two in the group, and that was... I got ahead of myself. I went to a place I wasn't supposed to be, or I thought I wasn't supposed to be, and I thought I had locked myself out of the game. Like, I thought I was trapped underwater, but it worked itself out. I was able to figure out how to get out of there. But now I've progressed three hours beyond that, and it's it's frustrating me again. Hmm. But overall, this game, this Ori, is, I think more fun to play than blind forest uh because of the gameplay like the the they added so many things to this game like the combat to me is more fun i like swinging the sword i don't know how you guys feel about it well dan doesn't play anything relevant he's an idiot he's playing the but, first one though sure he's not relevant though um but, but your like train jokes are i mean <laughs> you know what tim I'm replacing Dragon Age talk with train jokes every week. We're gonna ride. I, you know what? And we're we gotta be honest. To the train. I'll take it. I'll take those. That's fine. Just we're we're running train. All Tim's like please. Day. Tim's like please talk about trains. We have been talking about Dragon Age Inquisition. No joke. Every week since choo before choo, the baby. Game of the Year debates. Choo choo baby. It's been on the. It's been on there every week. Uh, right, fine. So I'm anyways, fine. So, I finally had my fill. So Ori's good. The combat's good. Ooh. The story, I think the story of the first one's better, but the second one's still good. Of Ori? It's still very endearing. The oh. game's gorgeous. Like, Ori yeah. in the Blind Forest was already gorgeous, but this one mm -hmm. looks phenomenal. Whether you're playing on... I've played it on both Xbox One X and on my PC. PC's a little more detailed. It's kind of hard to tell, though. This is one of those games where you're like, okay, you have to really be trying to find the difference. Because the art style is perfect. Exactly. That's why it works on Switch and still looks really great on the Switch. Yeah. yeah. Not as good, but still great. So, yeah. yeah. But it runs, it runs 
decent on Xbox. I, here's the thing I want to talk about, and I'm sure a lot of people are like, it's not happening to me, but it is happening. On Xbox, it's smoother, which is weird that I'm going to say that it's smoother and runs better on Xbox, but it still will glitch every once in a while. When you pause to look at the map, it's annoying. Yep. It lags. It's I was going to bring that up. Yeah, I've had some a few um, lag issues. Yep. Um, but on PC, it's pretty bad. Like, it looks beautiful, but it's it runs like trash a lot of times and then it also um has like sound issues like it will like it'll be playing the music and it'll be like and it's constant and i'm like oh my god you're annoying so i know it's not just like like it's not my tv or anything like that like while you're playing this the music has some glitchiness to it yeah like the sound goes in and out like that's a big one because the music in both of these games is second to none it's so pretty yeah. So the point is, is that the game is not. It was I to me, it wasn't ready to be launched. Like mm. it's not unplayable. It's I shouldn't say ready to launch. It. it Maybe on launched. PC. Maybe on PC but it wasn't ready. It, yeah, for sure. But I, even on Xbox, there's some things they could have done to improve the smoothness of the game, and mm. they didn't do it. I think they wanted they to get it out. Maybe I don't mind the pause and map the map screen pause thing. That's not an issue for me i see well, what saying, i even but... had some glitching like as far as like while you're playing it'll slow it'll i slow. haven't had that yet but i i also have only had one or two moments where the screen's truly full of things happening and like i already I did that i did that chase a... scene coming out of the water mill which if you played the first ones you know there's a couple of kind of uh really notable chase or escape scenes and there's already yeah. at least at least one of those in the in the sequel and I d- it didn't have any issue. It ran really smoothly. That one ran so. okay. I had an issue, actually. I'm not going to spoil it, but there's a boss that you fight towards the end of the game, um, and it was chugging. I was like, oh, seriously? Yeah. But, but there's a lot going on, like a lot going on. Yeah. Because it kind of is like a chase, but you have this big boss chasing you two and and it just there's a ton of things going things falling and all well, that in order to not jump over to neo and then back to this when it's my turn i do want to just throw yeah. in my thoughts on ori and then we can move on from ori uh i agree with everything that you've said i'm not that far into it i've probably played maybe three or four hours although the time tracker on it it does the same thing that i think games like rocket league back in the day used to do where even if you've got the game on suspend it's tracking your hours yeah at least it did the first night because I played it the first night it released for a little bit and then put it on suspend. And then after work the next day, it said I've been playing this game for 21 hours. I was like, all right. No, I, no, I haven't. But whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> or maybe my kids stayed. Maybe my wife fired it up while I was gone. I don't know. She probably was. She was probably There's no like, way to know. Cute. This is There's probably no a enough. sweet little endearing game. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's funny, that's 21 hours of her making no progress. I was in the same spot as before, but whatever. What a nerd. Um, <laughs> anyway, all that to say, little things like that, the little uh, kind of, I wouldn't even call it a glitch, but there certainly is a, oh, did the game lock up for a moment mm-hmm. uh, feeling when you hit pause or map sometimes? And I did have the game totally freeze up on me, and I had to do a hard reboot on it once. That was a really fast-paced moment when, I did a jump the wrong way and hit some spikes and died. And right when I died, the game froze. Like it was normally when it's going to kind of go into its quick load back to my last checkpoint. And instead it just locked up and I gave it a while and it didn't unfreeze. So Derek anyway, it was all about quick lows. 
Oh, you laugh at that. <laughs> Look at him. He's so excited. <laughs> He's so excited for that one. Got All him. Right, anyway. Anyway, um, this game is absolutely gorgeous. I don't I recommend mine, I don't recommend playing this one if you haven't finished the story of the first, just because I oh. find the story to be really endearing in the first one and really kind of like, wow, that was a really cool way they brought it full circle at the end. And if you've if you haven't finished it and you start this game, there's already right out of the gate, like, oh wait a second. I didn't know that I don't want to say who what character, but anyway, you just see some things right away that kind of spoils the first game if you start up the second one. Um, but it is very endearing. It doesn't quite have the same desperation the first one had at the beginning of the first one. Um, the bleak. long and short of it is you are the person who uh, was taking care of you after this big event happens, uh, dies, and the whole forest is dying as well. And then Ori is kind of out on his or her own, its own, whatever Ori is. And um, I don't know. She's fluid. Jesus. Okay. Um, <laughs> but there's this desperation of now what? Now what does Ori do? Because and she's like on the verge of death. So anyway, there's a lot more desperation in that one. This one's a little less of that, but still mm-hmm. really good. The enemies, the big bosses are really intriguing already. There's a big chase with what appears to be a pretty major boss uh, in this wolf form early on. That was pretty exciting. So they've they've already – I mean they've nailed it. This game is really good. It gives you – um all the platforming goodness that you could possibly want like derek said it, there's a ton more upgrades and and special abilities you can buy and they give it to you really fast so there's certain abilities you have right out of the gate like you can wall jump right away which is great um and then early on you get things like double jump and then you unlock this uh, at first you have no weapon and i'm waiting for just like the first game to get my little um kind of sprite attack where you've got these little three glowy things that you can zap them with and you don't get that maybe later in the game you will but in this hmm. one you at first you get a couple torches which you used for a few for a few puzzles and for one fight, and then one of the first skills you unlock is the light sword. So like Derek said, you actually have a blade type attack that you're using. It's much more melee focused um, for the attacking, which I really like. I really like it. Is and your little friend not with you? The little navi type of companion? I won't. I won't say anything about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, could be could be a little spoiler, but sure. um, anyway. Uh, and then, of course, you get things like double jump, but you can choose if you want to activate the stick to the wall ability. You unlock kind of a, an upgradable version of that where you can stick to the wall if you want to. If you want to unlock triple jump, you can. So it gives you lots of uh, abilities to customize how you want to play. I want to be more melee. You get a bow and arrow type light attack in this one, and if you really want to upgrade mm. that, you can. So I just think they've they've taken everything that we loved about Ori They've made some of the platforming maneuverability better, but a lot of it is still very similar. And then the combat is way more fun. So I have found myself really, really enjoying it. And like Derek said, it's so pretty. The art style is just perfect, and it runs, for the most part, really smoothly. I love it. I think it's great. And I'm actually not in a hurry to rush through it because there's not a lot of games like this, but I don't necessarily want the experience to, to be over. And I know that it's probably, what, 10, 12-hour game, maybe. So... Um, yeah, I'm not in a huge hurry. I'm taking my time with it, and I'm really, really liking it. Lots of secrets to find, too. If you like Metroidvania-type games, there's plenty of moments where you're like, there's this weird blue plant I keep seeing on the ceiling, and it looks really significant, but I've swung my sword at it. I've shot my bow and arrow at it. Nothing's working. Don't worry. There's a skill you unlock later that will allow you to use that to now get to new areas of that of that stage. So anyway. Secrets. Yeah, lots of Metroidvania stuff. So I really dig it, and it sounds like Derek's liking it, too, so... There's your Ori take. Derek, let's get yeah, back to you. I was just going to say, even if I can't finish it, I still overall liked it. But I am annoyed 
by running into like hiccups where it's just like even if you put the game on easy there's nothing like it's not a combat thing that's killing me it's just yeah. i can't yeah get to where they're telling me to go what's interesting is this xbox one generation i think their four best um console exclusives have been two gears games and two ori games <laughs> much. yep all right dan what else i'm sorry derek what else and then we'll get to dan oh dan doesn't matter he's playing old stuff uh neo 2 what you're the one playing dragon (laughs) Dragon age is 20 no stop all right (laughs) even i can't Um, can't have that so i think part of the reason i i took friday off by the way i took friday off to to game and i was excited for neo 2 neo 2 is my game of march like there's there's some other games coming out in march that are good too but the one I was most excited for was Neo 2. Did you just lump Doom Eternal in with some other games coming out in March? You animal. I did. How dare you? You're a gross person. You're just gross. So do you guys <laughs> want me to talk about Neo or Dragon Age? It's your <laughs> I so, mean, I'm fine with either. <laughs> good God, please, Neo 2. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so I was real excited about Neo 2. I didn't want to jump in, though. I, I spent most of Friday playing, actually, Ori, because I was like, well, I don't... Once I start playing Neo 2, I'm not going to go back to Ori, or I'm not going to want to go back to Ori. But then I kind of hit that wall with Ori, and I was like, okay, so let me jump into Neo 2. And I got to say, like, this game, I feel like is harder than the first one. And here's the here's the thing with the first one, and this is why I respect the game and I love it. But, like, the first one was already difficult, and you could add uh, a co-op companion or you can get help and it would make the game kind of like dark souls it would make it pretty easy to be honest with you this game has systems in place where you can like call on random real players right or they have like these cups and maybe they did this in the first one but i do not remember i only remember summoning real people but they have like these little like japanese cups and if you have them You'll see all over the map, like while you're walking, you'll see where you can summon a a red enemy or you can summon a blue AI companion. That AI companion is a real person, though, but it's not them playing. It's like their characters build up to a certain level. So it might say Tim Nestor, his screen name or whatever, level 22. It's like Dragon's Dogma. Yeah. Do you want to summon him? Mm -hmm. And it'll say three cups. And you have 10. I'll be like, it's All your right, drive avatar, but with swords. Yes, exactly yeah. what it is. So I was like, okay, I'll summon these people. Even with these high characters, I am beating I am beating a lot of enemies. But there are some groups of enemies that are ferocious that will kill me and the other person I summon. And it's all the time. It's not, oh, I died, everyone. It's all the time. And I'm pretty <laughs> damn good at this game. Because what they've done is they've changed, they've added gameplay elements, too. And I haven't even gotten to, like, the cores that you get from bosses and stuff like that. But they've also changed even the levels. Like, when you go into a level, it will be, like, a regular level. And then it will switch. Like, in the middle of it, it will switch into this, like, yokai uh like type level where everything and if you know anything about neo anything that's around those yokai demons your key which is kind of your stamina pulse it it drains like you drain faster 
So those areas are already hard enough because your stamina drains faster every time you move, every time you swing, every time you do anything. Yeah, most of those enemies when you're fighting them, there'll be a little ripple pool around them they can create. Yes. And then if you hit the R1 but, button right at the right moment after yeah. attacking, then you send out this pulse that eradicates it. And then, yes. Uh, but yeah. here's the thing. The whole area is... Yeah, when you, in, when you enter those... I, I just went through my first area like that before the first main boss. That was yeah. tough because your stamina bar or your key, whatever it's called, um, that takes forever to recoup. So every little battle, even with the weaker guys, is much tougher because your stamina is much lower. And and the thing with this game, and, and it, this goes back to Dark Souls and even Bloodborne, is sometimes you get in a pattern where you're like, I just want this guy dead, you know, or something, and you see him open. Like, there's times when you're fighting these yokai, and you're like, he's open, I can hit him. And you go to swing, and you're like, damn it! I just paralyzed myself. Because <laughs> yeah. you are out of key, and you and hit And then he'll sit there and huff and puff till he, he regains it. He just stands it. there, and they yeah. one-shot you. And yep. you will get one-shotted a ton. By even so, the smallest dumb characters, they'll kill you. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I feel like even with the point I was trying to make is if you can beat this game completely solo, you're the, you're the man, you're the woman, whatever. But even with these AI, it's still challenging. But what's got its hook in me besides being really fun to play is anybody who's listened to our past shows and, and will listen to even future shows, I love loot-based games when it's like a good loot-based system. Yeah. And I feel like while theirs can be overwhelming because they give you a ton, I would rather have a ton than very little. And they are constantly giving you stuff. And so even though they give you a ton that maybe is trash, it's still useful because yep. you can sell it. And when you sell it, you you earn, what is it called, Amarita or something yep. like that? The Amarita and stuff th that you use to upgrade. Yeah, and you use mm -hmm. that to level up. Yep. So it's all useful. Even if it's yep. trash, it's useful. And you get so, those rice things too. There's some kind of rice thing yeah. that you get. That's another thing that you can use to purchase stuff. And I think so. this is huge, too, because they have a bunch of loot. There is no weight system as far as how much loot you carry. You can't carry anymore because that would make the game very frustrating. But yeah. you can carry as much as you want. They're not going to tell you, oh, you have too much loot. You you do still have a weight system. as Just far for your armor, what, though, right? Yeah, for whatever you have equipped. And if you're too heavy, you'll slow down or whatever. Like I that. like that too, because you can you can loot everything. You never run out of space, or you can send it back to your to the stock. What's yeah, it called? Yeah. The stockyard or whatever it's called. Uh, if you do run out of space, you don't lose it. It's not like oh, I guess I just can't loot this. Yeah, that's um, my point. Like yep, Fallout which is nice. games frustrate me because I'll be like, you know, yep. in a place where there's a ton of things I want to pick up, and they're like, you're you're yeah. over overcome. You're that over was my biggest negative for one of my favorite games ever in Witcher Three was. Inventory management was always a hassle. Always a hassle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So overall, the the experience, and I'm only in mission two. Um, I did mission one a lot because anybody knows and has listened to me before. The way I play most games is, especially these games where it's an RPG system. I just replay things over and over. I will beat the same bosses, the same enemies over and over. Is this to level up, right? Yes. This is because you want to power up. Okay. And I want to power up. I want to level up. And then once I get to a place where I feel like leveling up is taking too long then i'll move forward so for those who haven't played neo before you, there is kind of an overworld map and then you select which mission you want to go into um now if i remember right in the old neo there were also some incentives to go back and replay them whether it was more difficult yeah, or new loot or whatever have... so do they have that here too where there's an yeah. incentive outside of experience 
Yeah. Okay. So there's more rewards, plus you unlock more missions within that area. So you might you might play a mission here, and then later on it'll unlock another one in that same area. They'll have you do something else in that same nice. area. Nice. So there's a, there's still a ton of uh, gameplay. I I watched a lot of reviews. It sounds like the minimum is like 55 hours to beat oh, this geez. game, but there's people that <laughs> have it? already played it over a hundred hours. Um, and and it's it's just like I said. Didn't it just come out yesterday? What day is today? <laughs> well, I'm talking about reviewers. Oh, oh, got it, got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, people that have time travelers. Yeah, yeah, time yeah. travelers. <laughs> so, like I said, game is super fun, but it is really hard. Now, I do want to talk to the gamers that are interested in it. Like I would say, and I don't think he listens to our show, but like Rob Rinaldi and even Jesse White and stuff like that. That would be like, oh, Derek's saying this is way harder. Why would I touch this game? Because it's not Sekiro. There's a huge difference. I actually think this game is more difficult than Sekiro. If you were just to take out... Listen to me for a second. If you took out leveling out of the the equation and just fighting the enemies... Yeah. The game is harder. the The way it's it's built, the the actual enemies that you fight, all the systems in place are actually more difficult. What makes it more possible and gives players hope is the loot system and the leveling system, which is and we've talked about this. So I'm not going to bore people. Which is what drove me nuts about Sekiro, because Sekiro only rewards you really for beating bosses. Well, here you can level up your health or whatever. But there's not a full-on RPG system in Sekiro. You're one character who doesn't really level up that much. He just He gets new abilities, but he's not actually leveling up where he's just his average attacks are more Now, this is what you would expect where you've got a bunch of stats. You pick which ones to level yeah. up. Mm-hmm. But this game, I think it's actually harder. And just wait till you get to Mission 2. And if, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. But Mission 2 was way harder than Mission 1. And it's in it. I haven't even gotten to the end of it yet, but like mission two, they overwhelm you. Like there's a point where I'm in the, uh, what was I saying? The Yukai or whatever they're called. Yokai. The yokai, yokai. Yeah. I'm in the Yokai area. Cause it starts out normal area. And then you, I just walk into this area and it all transforms into Yokai. And there was a, a, the part where there's like these three little mini dudes. Now the, they're the type where you have to kill them fast. Because if you don't, they blow up, they get bigger, and when they get bigger, they take forever to kill. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. Well, they'll jump on you and start chomping on you, and if they do yes. that, you're screwed. Because yeah. now they, they like triple in size, and they hit yes. hard. So yeah. there's three of them, and then on top of that, and I didn't see it at the time, there's two yokai bosses. These are oh, bosses. Geez. They're like mini-bosses. Yeah. That come out of the buildings while you're fighting them. I had five guys. I'm like, I can't. What the hell? My AI guy's just like, I'm done, bro. And I just <laughs> ran off. I'm like, what the hell? And I died like five times. I was screaming. Yeah. I've lost so many souls in this game that I've never lost in playing. The Amrita other. stuff. That So for yeah. those who haven't played a Dark Souls game, basically when you die – all the experience points, or in this case, Amrita, that you've built up that you can cash in to level up at a save point, all that will drop right where your body is when you die. And if you don't make it back to that on the next run, that disappears. So you have one shot to go back and recollect it. That's why usually in these types of games, and I'm not always successful, 
But if I get the feeling like, hey, all my heels are out, I'm getting overwhelmed, I'm about to die, I always try to make just book it for the closest like yeah. hallway or somewhere where I can well, I know I'll be able to like find it again. Pretty much, you can do that to a certain extent. I'm not saying in every area you're not gonna be able to do that because I'm very cautious when I play games like this. I'm like how you described, like even before I run out of health, mm -hmm. if I'm down to like, let's say I had five to start and I'm down to two, I'm like, all right, where's the closest uh, prayer prayer yeah. area? Like mm -hmm. I need to go because I don't want to lose any. And I've lost just today. I, I was, man, my, I'm telling you, this is bruised. This is you need to put some kind of cushion like, there if you're going to smash your arm. <laughs> Or something soft there at well, least. You're gonna have to bleep that. I said F this S, but whatever. Um but I was uh, so angry because uncalled for. <laughs> I'm ridiculous. Let's run train. Anyway, so oh, Jesus. <laughs> so the point Let's is, off is the, train. the game is very, very difficult. So even with the leveling system, even with AI companions, they've still made this so difficult that you can't just run around because they'll just shoot enemies out at you. And yeah. they're not like little wusses. They have their little wuss enemies. Like you can go one-on-one -on -one with little wuss ones and you'll kill them. And even one-on-one -on -one with some of the yokai, it's like, okay, you're you're a little mini boss. You can kill me. But one-on-one, -on -one, I can handle you. And some of but the humans early on have like no area. Arm. Yeah, the humans early on are super easy to kill. Yeah. yeah. But mm -hmm. it just in this one area, there was two of them and then three of those little dudes. I did beat the area. Like I didn't run past it. I beat them legit. But I'll, I'll, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but nothing major. Just a kind of a pro tip. I actually saw where they're at. There's three of them here, and then in the buildings are the two dudes. I was like, oh, let me explore. So I went on the outside. The outside leads to a ladder in a building. I drop down a ladder. It's, it takes you through like a dungeon cave. You end up on the other side. You end up on top of the roof above them. So I was able to one-shot one of them. Then the two come out. And it was game on from there. So I still had to fight four of them. <laughs> but I made it, but I'm not exaggerating, barely. AI guy was dead, and I think I had to run back and pray um, and then go back and fight the last one or something like that. I did. So I do like that they give you – I feel like they give you a lot more tips than you get from a lot of From games from software games so as you're playing at least in mission one i feel like i'm experiencing a whole lot of moments where it's like hey try this attack when you see them glow red they're about to do this so anyway yeah, well that's some of the new gameplay elements that weren't in neo one yeah there's they like, give you they give you a lot a more hints. counter system like and what yeah. you're talking yeah. about like i've done a lot of research on it is the the enemies and even the bosses will do this They'll they'll give you a uh, attack that basically alerts you like hey they're about ready to do something powerful to you and they turn red. There's like this red glow that comes off them. You can then hit R3. This is PlayStation 3 or PlayStation 4. R3. Wait, R3, right? It's R2 no, and R2, circle. R2, yeah. R2 and circle. Yeah. But you have like... to time it right. And if you time it right and you get it in before them, you'll counter them. Yeah, you, you can miss, totally knock their key meter yeah, all the way down. If, if you miss, if you, you are vulnerable and they'll destroy you. And I died multiple times with missing on that. Yeah. Um, and some bosses, I wouldn't even try it because I was like, no, because if I screw up, you're going to one shot me. Yeah. So I'd rather just take my time. Like I said, if you ever play co-op with me in any of these games, Bloodborne or anything like that, I've played with a lot of people. They're way more aggressive than me. I sit back and I, I, I watch what the, the boss is doing. 
and I move and I move and I move and I wait for the opening. I hit them once, I jump back. Like a lot of people get over uh, over a little anxious and they get in there and they start swinging. That's how you die in these games. So they have a lot so, of cool weapons to choose from out of the gate. Yeah. As the game starts, they let you try out all the weapons and things like yeah. that, which is really cool. And you have a secondary weapon to pick. What did you pick for your weapon set? I actually went – I thought I was going to play it how I played Neo 1, but I didn't. I actually got – I forgot what it's called. It's like the really big Okadai or something like that, really the big. The Odachi? Uh, odachi big sword that's my main and then the second well actually i just changed up my main one so that was my main one until i got to about level 13 and then i i unlocked a purple uh it's like a one of those soul reaver yeah the ones that like flip open yeah things you know um i got one of those but it's like corrupted so it actually works, and you unlock. I lo- unlocked it in that area I was just describing to you guys. I unlocked it in that area, and it works against yokai. Hmm. So it's corrupted, and and you can swing more in a yokai area. Like you don't lo- lose. Oh, so it doesn't drain stamina. stamina as much. That's yeah. nice. That's so sweet. it's a sweet weapon. I'm like, all right. You so know I just what? got a spear that's like that. It's a corrupted spear, but spear yeah. is not my. But maybe I'll switch that since I'm pretty early in the game. I could probably switch it over. You totally switch it over because you actually level up fast when you use the weapon. Here's the other thing, and I know we're talking a lot, and if you're not interested in this game, well, you know what? I don't care about other people's feelings. <laughs> we, we like this game, so we're going to talk about it. Yeah, but, like, so if you are playing the game, like I was just saying, I picked that one weapon. I still yeah. leveled up a lot, right, using it, and I unlocked new moves and all that stuff. That's the other thing that's real cool. You unlock new moves. But, like, with those specific weapons, mm-hmm. once I switched to the new weapon, I was because I was same train of thought as Tim. I'm like, I'm a level 12 or 13. I've been playing for a while. I don't really want to switch it up. I, my familiar because you gain familiarity with the weapon, which yeah. increases your stats with and that you're weapon. adding you're adding points plus, to the stats that help that weapon the most. You're yeah. boosting all your stats, plus you're unlocking skill points for that specific weapon and that's what i was going to talk about so when you go in the skill area you'll see that you've unlocked uh, a point it's all based off of what weapon you're using so if you're using a sword over and over and over you'll unlock skill points that can only be used on the sword and when you go in there it'll tell you what the 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 unlocks are and it could just be hit triangle at the end of the combo and it'll switch you from a medium stance to a high stance and it'll show you a video. This game's so good, by the way, guys. Uh, it'll show <laughs> you a video of what it does. Yeah. And so that's... Before you purchase point. it, which is nice. Yeah. So mm-hmm. my point is, is even though I had leveled up this weapon, had this familiarity, had all these uh, combos already built in, I felt comfortable switching because only after like a few times using the weapon... I had already got a skill point, which yeah. then I added on to my combo. And I was like, all right, well, then I'm good. Plus, so you can I'm replay able- missions if you decide, you know what, I'm going to change gears yeah. with the new weapon I got. You can replay an old mission to get familiar with it and level it up a bit. So that makes sense. I picked the uh, the dual blades, the, the two small, really fast ones. And we didn't mention this, but just like the other Neo game, Dan, you probably remember this. There's three stances. You can have high, yep. mid, or low stance. Yep. High is typically higher power with no defense. Mid's a balance of the two. And then low is typically if you want to dodge a lot, if you want to swing really fast but not hit very hard. Um, and so I'm trying – with the dual blades, I do a lot of low stance because you just swing so fast. It's so stinking satisfying. Yeah. Just such fast attacks, but it barely chips away at their health. So I'm learning how to like finish off moves. And if you knock them down to do these finisher moves where you can 
take off a huge chunk of health if you attack them in the right timing, if you have enough stamina. And then, of course, like Derek said, I unlocked the skill with the low stance dual blades. Very specifically, that allows me to end any combo with triangle. And I'll do essentially this uppercut where I flip over to the back of them and slam down with the sword on the other side, which is pretty awesome. So I think they give you a ton of ways to make almost any combination successful. So whatever weapon you like, you think looks cool, you like faster or big and strong, whatever it is you like, you can be successful with it. You just have to, you just have to try it out. And I do recommend replaying that first mission. So Derek, let me ask you this before we let poor Dan talk. He's been listening a lot. Um, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Derek, let me ask you this. I am at the end of mission one, my first time playing it through. Yeah. I've replayed a bunch of areas in mission one to just try to level some things up. Right. Once I get familiar enough with it, I go through those areas real quick mm-hmm. to just try to give myself some, uh, some more Emerita and all that stuff. So I finally made it to the last boss. I've only tried it once. This was late last night and I had to go to bed. Um, th- this is the uh, the big horse head horse. boss with the big saw, whatever yeah, he is. Horse head boss. He's here. Yeah, he's yeah. That's the what he is. Like a giant. Designs are super good. I've seen it, him dude. It, yeah, the yeah. art style is great. You're gonna love it. Um, but anyway, so what what advice do you give me? As I I fought him once. I figured out one or two of his attack patterns, but he beat me pretty easily. What do I do with this horse head boss? Oh, you got to be. Well, I know this is going to sound like standard, but you honestly have to be patient because he can one shot you, too. Yep. So you have to basically what I did with him is you have to dance a little bit with him. Then when he goes red, you got to be semi close enough. Once he goes red, you do need to use I think it's called the buster or something. No, that's that's a different move. We'll talk about that later. But. But you just basically got to use your counter moves yeah. and then try to get behind them. So you want space, but you can't get too far away where all you're doing is running in circles. Gotcha. Um, um, I would use AI if you don't want to get too frustrated. If you want to be it on your own, you can. The AI partner will take some damage. They don't die like right away. It's kind of like Code Vein. It really is. This game is, and that's why I thought Jesse White should play this, and he was like, no, it sounds too hard. I'm like, no, it's Code Vein. It's just faster and better. And when I say faster, I'm talking like the combat's faster and it's smoother. Combat's very satisfying. Like, I like Code Vein. I do. But I I don't have a problem with Daniel's uh, criticisms of it last week. I liked Same. it more than him. I still think it's a really good game. I thought it was, he, he was a little harsh on it. But I also don't disagree that it is a little bit slower, especially playing Neo now. And I just think Neo nails the combat. And then they have, like I said, this whole system in place that they're encouraging all types of players to play. And that's why I, I, I know I said their names. I name dropped them and I never said why. I think this is a, a perfect samurai game for people like Rob and Jesse and all the who want a good samurai game but cannot play Sekiro. This is the game with their leveling up systems. It is going to be difficult, but you always have hope. You always have an option. To be really clear, though, you can't just start calling in AI partners right away. Um, it's not till towards the end of Mission 1 that you actually get those cups you're talking about and can call well, your first one in. You can actually get a cup right away. Here's how oh. you get the cups. Like okay. I can, I can, I, I basically grind the cups. You call an yeah. AI. All right, here's how you do it. Yeah, you grind on the cups. Run train on them. You, uh, God sakes. <laughs> you brought so, it up, Tim. I know. My bad. Dragon Age. So uh, the way you do it is, 
all those little red characters that yeah. died that you can call and then fight them and try to. I haven't called any of them. I don't need more people to fight. Uh, you 100% should. There's two reasons. One, you get the cups from them. You always get like two to three cups from them. Oh. Two, you usually get decent equipment in the beginning, especially in the beginning when you have nothing. Now, I don't know if you know this, Tim, and I don't know if they, because Tim and I share games. I bought the game. I own it, but it's on my home PS4 so he can play it. You should be able to go into the, the when you go where the prayer area is, and there's like a boon. Oh, no, I, I got those. The, the, okay. the demon horde stuff and the first yeah. samurai stuff. So you yep. should have a bunch of equipment. But what I was trying to say is you get good loot and you get those cups. So it's got the system put in place where I, I have like all these cups because here's what you do. Once you get a cup and you call in an AI partner, go fight more more of the red guys because you're going to destroy them. Especially, it doesn't matter what level. They could be level one. You could be level 10. If you kill them, you get the cups. So that's why I always fight them. It doesn't matter. I've probably killed like 50 of them. Because I just go and grab them just to get the, the cups. That's the minimum. And then the cups allow me to gr grab AI partners. The other reason I like that is when you, whenever, and this is probably why they did it, with Neo 1, whenever you would call in somebody to help you play, you would have to wait a very long time. It was yes. like Bloodborne and stuff. It was super slow. This is instant. Like, you, you just hold down the button, you say you want them, they pop up. They're in the game, and they just follow you around, and they're they're pretty smart. I mean, if you get a lower level one, you're going to die. They're going to die. But if you get, like, a level 30, there'll be a level 30 person who died in mission one. You go grab a level 30, you can go fight. Do they stay with you till they die in, within that same mission? They what? They stay with you? Are they on a timer? Uh, They stay with you the whole time. Okay. You can even, like, I think once you finish a mission yeah they're gone yeah but they'll like, be there with that with you for that mission until they die yeah but it, no. but if if but you can call them at the very beginning like they're with you the whole mission yeah nice. um, that's good those are good tips yeah and then if you do want to play with real people i have played with real people you can run this game's so good man you can do whatever you want you can run these story missions with like online players so i was playing with two other guys they were real people and then me and they were dumb. They were really dumb. But all three of us, we were playing, and you you can see their stats. You can get all the, the loot. You can fight anybody you want. That's what's great about this game is you've got three of you on this one level just running around. It's the ultimate co-op game. You can just do it whatever you want. That's why I, I mentioned Destiny and not just Diablo with the loot system. It felt like I was playing Destiny, like running around with two two other people just looting bosses. It's great. It's great. That's pretty sweet. Nice. It's definitely, it's definitely going to be top 10, but I would not be surprised if you guys hear me talking about Game of the Year like in that discussion. I think they Will improved in like a lot of important ways over Neo 1, um, including oh, the way the game... More. Including the way the game begins, the first Neo game, I thought, I mean, once you get used to it, it's fine. But I didn't love the way the first Neo game began. It was a little it was, clunky. Yeah. And I didn't love it. I didn't like that whole first dungeon Breaking area. Breaking out of the prison thing. I just, it, I didn't find it to be very gamer friendly. Or I'm trying to get used to this and figure. Out, I don't know. It was. Yeah. I just didn't love it. Um, but this one has a much better, much friendlier, and much more inter interesting uh, kickoff to it. So that's cool. All right. Thanks, Derek. I totally agree with you. Neo 2 is great. 
uh, Ori, essentially Ori 2, also pretty great. So um, we are off to a good start, finally, with 2020 new games. Dan, what are you playing right now? So, at, like Derek said, because apparently he doesn't care, I'm playing older games. <laughs> I'm sort of in a limbo right now because um, we are in the process of moving um, as well. So I've just kind of been... Uh, I was playing Days Gone. I mentioned that last time. Still playing that. I didn't realize the game was closer to 40 hours. I thought it was closer to like game. 20 to 25. So I was yep. like, oh, all right. Yep. I guess I'm here for a while. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. I definitely feel like the game could have been condensed not not be a 37 hour game it, i don't think i don't think it warrants being a 37 hour hmm. game maybe um, they could have made some of the mainline stuff side quests like it made them optional I just j- or just in general less missions like some less, of the no. like main missions are kind of like there's some there's some stuff that happens but maybe they could have condensed it in a way where it then intertwined with other missions like i don't know i don't hmm. know how but yeah, I'm still in overall enjoying it and, and figuring out because as you're going along, it seems like there's definitely like the trying to the narrow people, which are like the scientists that are doing sort of the uh, investigating the area and right. trying to do uh, the experiments of figuring out what the freakers, um, you know, they're showing up and there's this O'Brien guy that you meet up with who you're trying to get information about regarding a certain event that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, those parts are pretty interesting because then like you're hearing the scientists as you're stalking them to, cause you're basically um, trying to spy on them and get information for O'Brien. Um, so there's one of those missions where it's like nighttime and there's a helicopter and you're trying to sneak yeah. up close. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. about as far as to the game that I got. So yeah, yeah, I do remember that part. It gets, they get more interesting cause you're hearing them speak and they're talking about the freakers and you're getting all these bits of information that you're not really getting otherwise. Um, and, and they're kind of trying to, it seems like they're trying to build towards like, there's like this mystery of like why these freakers start sort of assembling into the, they're calling, they call them hordes, which is what Mm -hmm. they had showed in that first trailer, that giant massive collection of them. Um, So by now you've faced off at least one of those, right? I haven't faced off directly against one. No, I, I've, I've seen them in the distance. There have been a couple times where I got close to them and they all started chasing after me. And I hopped in the, I hopped in the bike and I was like, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm gone. Did that kind of freak you out a little bit? Oh but, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Same. But the second time was funny. Cause, um, it was in the snow. So I got on the bike and I was like, yeah, I'm out of here. And I just like slammed right into a tree and died. So <laughs> yeah, I, fr- I freaked out a little too hard. Apparently I yeah. lost control and died. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it, it is a good game, but like I said last time, it's definitely a swimming in sevens game, but it is really enjoyable for a good amount of the time. So the fact that you're still playing it tells everyone what they need to know. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely still interested enough in it. Yeah. So what is this Um, game? Like 10 bucks and some, on some sales, like you can get it for super cheap. Yeah. It was 20 cause I got it as a Christmas gift, but it was 20, I, I believe. So yeah. Um, but yeah, just playing like the wife and I play Stardew Valley. That's just kind of our go-to game because we've just been kind of really stressed out. So that's just something that's easy for us to play. She's into those kind of farming sim games. So you doing and a I think multiplayer actually, in that? No, because it's not it's not local co-op. Or at least right. when we tried to do it, it didn't seem like it was, which is okay. a bummer. Um, but yeah, we just still play that. And then um, I don't know if you guys have ever tried the Tetris Ninety Nine. Which is like battle battle royale Tetris, yeah, which man. is pretty interesting. I played it a bunch when it first came out. Yeah, I was um I've played it a few times. I, when I'm on the elliptical, I actually mm-hmm. do that. I'm pl- I'm just like sweating and playing some Tetris. So. <laughs> I think it's great. I love I love that game. Yeah. I got I got into a roll there for a while and finished first place like three or four times, and then nice. after that started getting demolished, and I was like losing interest. 
Yeah, I got to second place one time, and I was like, very, oh, it's, so it's close. very, dude. The, your blood really gets pumping there at the end. It's oh, just yeah. two of you, and it's moving real fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really cool. If you're into Tetris at all, it's a unique take on it. So. Yeah, if you've got the uh, Switch online service, then you have access for free. Go give it a whirl. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. about it. So nice. Just waiting to move so I can have a little more flexibility and freedom. And no, I mean, by that time, Resident Evil 3 will be out. And remake what's the next game out. you're purchasing? Um, so Animal Crossing and then Resident Evil 3 remake. Got it. So Animal Crossing, that's coming out uh, this coming Friday. So that's coming out pretty soon. Yeah. Um, so the, another one I'm playing real quick, I wanted to mention is I'm pretty deep into AC Black Flag. It's pretty fantastic. Uh, I'm playing on the Switch, of course, where I can also play the DLC, and then I'll get to play Rogue. I'll just get all the pirating adventure action that I want. And it runs really well. It really does, and it looks really nice. It still has some of that old Assassin's Creed glitchiness that we've all come to know and love and and hate. Um, But, uh, you know, those moments where you're climbing up something, and you know you did it right, but the game misreads it, and now your guy just plummets down to his death for no reason because it just didn't, didn't see that ledge that you know you were going after anyway sure so um those those moments still happen of course but i still i really enjoy the exploration i love the the uh, the battles the ship battles i think are a blast and exploring all the different towns and stuff like that so i i think it's great i'm having fun with it i'm harpooning sharks and whales it's awesome it was interesting going from three which i'd say for the most part people were not a fan of jumping into that which yeah, that felt mediocre. Yeah. It felt far removed from what Assassin's Creed was, right. but like it was super fun. Yeah, and a lot of people did like it. So yeah, yeah I like I like and I'm building up my fleet. You know, I I snuck over to uh, the back of this way earlier in the game than I should have. I was able to take out this already really wounded man of war ship nice. and add it to my fleet. Things like that. And you send them out on missions, and so I'm I'm just having a lot of fun with it. I really enjoy that game. Um, also, they have added a ton of outfits from games that came after it, which is cool. You can get like ah. Bayex outfit or Alexios outfit. Think oh, guys, that's cool. you know, outfits from games that are out now, you can kind of apply to your pirate, which is just pretty sweet. Um, so yeah, that's the only other one that I'm playing, and that's that's pretty much it. I think that covers us for this week. Um, I'm gonna keep playing a lot of Neo too. Uh, I do love Ori. I'm not stuck. I'm enjoying it. Like I said, I'm taking my time with it. I have a feeling I'm going to kind of cool off on Neo 2 at some point, but right now I'm having a lot of fun. Um, the amount of times I've died, yes, I've died a good amount. And even in Mission 1, there's, you know, you die a few times. But I haven't died on the same enemy over and over and over again to the point where I'm like, you know what, I'm done with this game. You know, that hasn't happened to me yet. I'm sure that'll happen at some point, but for right now, well, I'm still really that's why I was telling you if you're interested in beating it, at least for now, I'm early. So AI partners. Speak. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what's great about it. It's like no, that's actually what I'm gonna stopped. do when I when I figure it out. I'm gonna try fighting some of those uh, lower level red uh, guys that you can bring in, fight their ghosts or whatever that is, yeah. and see if I can't bring in some AI guys to help me out with uh, with mission one. But anyway, um, sweet. All right. Well, next time we talk, we will all have at least most of us will have been able to try out either Doom Eternal or Animal Crossing or both. I think Derek and I will have played Doom Eternal. And Dan and I will have played Animal Crossing. Does that sound right? Potentially. This that so I'm moving we're actually moving on wait, so the twentieth is Friday, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're actually moving on the twenty first. Yeah. So I'm no, it I depends might have on when we game. set up recording. So we'll yeah. see. We'll yeah, figure yeah. it out. So. But yeah, next time you guys talk to us, we will have had the next wave of big twenty twenty games. This is exciting because now we're getting closer and closer to some of the ones that we've been waiting for for a long time. Like 
FF7 remake and things like that. So that's what's that's what's uh, and we'll end it obviously, but like that's what's cool is like we finally got to this first wave, and I'm so excited about those games and I'm playing them. I'm not even thinking, and I I don't even realize how close I am to Resident Evil Three. Like I'm not even talking about it. Like two weeks later, I was like, holy crap, that's because I was looking at I asked the question on our on our group. I was like, what's the March game you're most excited for? And I was going through a calendar, and I saw April third. Yep. Resident Evil three, and I'm it's like, coming up Holy quick. Is it, dude? That's like yeah. two weeks away. This I is really, crazy. I really wish it was a couple weeks earlier before seven, though. It's just too close. <laughs> it's yeah. too close. Yeah, you'll you'll find a way to manage. Yeah, I'll do it. All Don't right, worry. dudes. Have a good week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. See ya. Peace. Train, run it. <laughs> Here we go. Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu! Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight.